All right, Sam, now we're done with progressive geopolitics. Let's do a few quick hitters. So let's start with this Novak Djokovic <laughs> story. And like, yeah, I was a bit surprised at how clearly and, you know, explicitly they said that it's pretty much a political motive, the reason that they're kicking him out um, of Australia. So Novak Djokovic has been deported from Australia ahead of the Australian Open after the full federal court dismissed the world's number one bid to restore his visa. The Serbian tennis player has been seen boarding as Emirates flight from Melbourne to Dubai hours after the court rejected his challenge to decision of Australian immigration minister Alex Hawk to cancel the visa. Hawk had canceled the visa on Friday on the basis Djokovic's presence in Australia might risk civil unrest as he's a talisman of anti-vaccination sentiment. And on Sunday, Chief Justice James Alsop announced the court unanimously dismissed Djokovic's application with costs to be paid by the tennis star. So let me just read this here as well. Um, Hawk, so I guess that's the Minister of Immigration. Hawk said he accepted Djokovic's recent COVID-19, COVID-19 infection meant he was negligible risk to those around him. So he was fine with that, right? He said that he understand that he doesn't pose a risk on him but that he was perceived by some as a talisman of a community of anti-vaccine sentiment. Quote, I consider that Mr. Djokovic's ongoing presence in Australia may lead to an increase in anti-vaccination sentiment generated in the Australian community, potentially leading to an increase in civil unrest of the kind previously experienced in Australia with rallies and protests, which may themselves be a source of community transmission. <laughs> so he brought the vaccine in there too. So it's like uh, the disease Finally. in there, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, yeah I mean, I was pretty i was pretty shocked at how explicitly and even he said it, he's like yeah fine okay yeah sure we agree there um he already had covid just a month ago so he most likely will not get covid now and he's being tested and everything so it's not about that um but yeah he you know he's gonna boost the side of sentiment like anti-vaccine sentiment and stuff so very explicitly came out and said that i found that quite a bit surprising i don't know I, to be honest, I didn't find it surprising. And I have kind of two points. First of all, I personally think, to be honest, it's they're making the wrong decision. They are making the wrong political decision. For their own if anything, the, sake it, too, it's right? It's making more of a yeah, yeah. I agree that, with that so. one. I agree with you yeah, there. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think, anyway. Yeah. Usually, I mean, because you can't completely suppress him, especially in this age, day and age. So... That's my view on their political decision. But, uh, I mean, just, uh, you know, the, because Australia follows the similar system as the British political system. I mean, uh, yeah, and I kind of like it because all decisions are political. I mean, I have, that's why I don't like the Supreme Court at all. And I feel it's, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of like full mass democracy, but I do think Supreme Court is like just, I don't think judges should be above political leaders. I mean, mm. I've mentioned this. I think the parliament should be the highest house. So, you know, I'm okay with, because you sent me this article yeah. that was. So there's this uh, other you know, article written. This was actually written before, um, before he was, you know, asked to leave the country or kicked out by associate professor at the School of Law, Murdoch University. Um, mm. So this pretty much the headline is why one man with godlike powers decides if Novak Djokovic can stay or go. So he's referring the she's referring to 
to the immigration minister and here's like a paragraph the personal powers of the immigration minister to grant or cancel visas are so broad and powerful they've been described as godlike by none other than a former immigration minister himself chris evans I mean, I don't know what he's talking. She's talking about sorry because they. I mean, before it's going to the immigration ministry, I believe it went through three or two different courts. Yeah, yeah. First it went. Yeah. Australia is federal, so I think they have a state level, and then there is a supreme, and then the immigration minister, if I'm not mistaken, or something. I mean, or equivalent of what I said. So I just think at the end of these decisions, like it is political, so it should be. I mean, I don't agree with it in this yeah. case, but I don't think it's a godlike power for the immigration minister. Yeah, I mean, that's I guess that's a cool thing that that person said. But I mean, yeah, the point is that their, their, their power, I mean, the, the power of the minister seems to, is above what the court can rule on. So then based on what I've, um, what I've understood, so the, the court actually had to, um, you know, abide by whatever it was that the minister wanted. And you're saying that that's not yeah, a that bad thing. Be. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, in this case, I definitely think they took the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure the Minister of Immigration typically <laughs> makes the wrong move a lot Next of the day. time. That's for I mean, sure. Uh, but whether, I don't know if I have an opinion in that way as you have, as whether courts should be able to, you know, strike overrule. down against what an overrule, yeah, what a minister decides and and not i don't know i haven't really thought about it to be frank no i just thought i throw it out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean at first i saw glenn greenwald does a good coverage of this and he spent five to six hours watching the original like the actual hearing (laughs) as as it happened hard man especially the british and australian i don't uh, know about australia but they tend to uh, actually, to be fair, I, my favorite TV show is Rake, which is about Australian. One of my favorite shows is about Australian lawyer. <laughs> but they have to wear, dress up and they have to do a lot of like specific speeches and all that. It's hard. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, kudos to Glenn, I guess, for him. Okay, so our next story is the Elizabeth Holmes one. That, But that one is a lot of fun. I don't know if first we should do... First, let's do uh, Rising. So the rising. videos that you sent me for, for rising. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I did, I mean it was. Hold on, but which like videos Fox are you talking news. about? It was more Fox yeah, news. Yeah, but which one? So just like just to the, set up the, the, the scene. Which one is it? Like which topic? Right. So there's one that was about um you know weed and how that helps with marijuana, and this doctor was there to say like take it easy, don't smoke too much weed. This study doesn't say anything That's, like that. that was I just, think Sagar was, was proud watching that from his Breaking Point studio. <laughs> no, that was, I was, that to be honest, I wasn't going to even discuss that. That yeah. was just the sad news I was sharing with you. But, uh, you but, know. Yeah. <laughs> and then no, the I, second yeah. one is on how the, the, the doctor who like, you know, the mainstream media thought really got Joe Rogan, you know, over like the low the disease that you could he's get from doctor, the vaccine. He's not a doctor. He, I think he's a journalist as well. I've seen him do, do interviews. I okay. don't know. But some a guest was on Joe Rogan, and they decided it, it's. I mean, let okay, let's do this one first because it's great because they disagreed on something. Yeah. And then they checked it, and then one of them 
found out that he's incorrect and accepted that. Joe Rogan. And that, yeah. yeah, in the mainstream media, they were like, <laughs> oh my God, he got Joe Rogan. Oh my God, Joe Rogan is this, I mean, I don't know, what do you guys want from people? Yeah. Like, and uh, then just, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's by the way, talking bad faith was talking about, you know, atonement and coming back. Like, you know, I, that's enough for me just yeah. to say, oh shit, evidence, new evidence, sorry. But then Joe Rogan actually <laughs> shared a Guardian article where he had read, which was based on a study that found like the opposite. But, and then, of course, and then, you know, but I mean, these are yeah. all studies. You can't, I mean, these are all studies it's done just, on exactly. specific groups and set of people, you know, so they're all right and they're all kind of wrong. Because, I mean, Kiv Iverson points out also limitation of the study. The one that you know got um joe rogan yeah um where joe rogan was found to be wrong but it's not like the other studies don't have limitations either i mean it's all fine like for I instance mean, the one that the one that joe rogan pointed out was among very young people it was among 12 to 15 year olds right so these man, are all I just limitations of studies they just the way they talk about man, it is sometimes annoying it's just man, public in general and mainstream media are fucking idiots i mean just you know how many years has it passed since like the first time they found a cold virus and there are still studies being done and new things being found yeah. out like it doesn't like no science is ever settled it's an ongoing conversation forever you know so yeah it's just again um, and yeah. these details matter they're not limitations i mean they are limitations but these details also matter that's why they were both kind of right it's just that the studies yeah, were done course. on different samples on different people at different times during different periods and i mean the COVID studies have uh, even more limitations than normal studies because you know it's because of such time. an ongoing thing and you have to do it yeah. you know which is understandable you, know, you know yeah long gonna, term yeah you yeah. yeah you can't know the long-term effects until yeah. 10 years have passed for example so yeah, yeah whatever yeah, it's just, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, yeah, the way they covered the whole, you know, and then you're like, oh, he accepted that, like, you know, like me and Man. you, sometimes I'm like, didn't, was, wasn't Paul Rudd yeah. in that movie? No, no, he wasn't. And then, like, they reporting that <laughs> as, oh, my God, yeah. he got owned. <laughs> Man, but the way mainstream yeah. media are now labeling and referring to Joe Rogan is truly disgusting. I mean, in that yeah, CNN yeah, clip, unfair. she just, she just. Um, introduced them as a COVID a misinformation COVID spreader. Information is spreader. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I mean, the irony. That was great. I think it was the same lady who was doing the Nina Turner interview. Yes, exactly. Uh, they that put was, on different yeah. hats, but they all still go together, all these messages. That was annoying. And then there's the other video, which Kim Iverson did on the Great Reset. Global elites claim you will own nothing and be happy. Nah. I mean, I think she took it a bit too far. You and, see, and what's no, his she name? Def, yeah, and no, did Ryan uh, Grimm? Glenn <laughs> no, Glenn Beck, man. I want to talk about Fox News. That's what I mean. Fox News is another level of crazy. <laughs> Glenn Beck. I don't know if this is his. Glenn Beck has changed so many. Uh, but hold times. on, before uh, like, you do he, that, he's changed so many clothes. Yeah, sorry, Can yeah. I just say what it's about the Great Reset? So pretty much the World Economic Forum has um, has meetings every year and every year they give a different name to it. So in 2020, of course, when there was the whole pandemic and everything, they just called it the Great Reset. And Kim Iverson herself says that 
yeah like when you read what they're saying it's all it's quite vague what is it and uh, what's his name um ryan grimm explains it really well he's like you know the best way to understand you know world economic forum and all this yeah it's a marketing pool it's like marketing branding these like names that they give to these kind of no but the names that they give to like their meeting and all this they don't mean anything there's no like they just yeah so now then we'll come back to it now that i've said this it's like anybody like what you, you if anybody you still haven't and you should watch succession like what, what do you think rich people do when they get together they plot oh what a surprise they plot to get more money like oh wow like and wow, trust me what at the surprise. world economic and most forum of their plot fails yeah. by the and, way they're idiots like read the i mean the stuff that was in great research it's just they're fucking idiots like they they're just bunch of idiot rich people who get together and oh wouldn't it be cool if there was a if there was a hole from san francisco mm-hmm. to china mm-hmm. like elon musk <laughs> or some idiot thinks of that and yeah. then and I mean, you know, that's that's not even the place where the main things are. It's not like they hide and do these things. They do it like in front of your face in Washington yes. and they go talk to Congresswomen and they talk to Biden and all this. And that's really where like the real powerful stuff happened in governments all around the world. China, as much as the U.S. and everything. I mean, they so, like, have an official meeting with Bilderbergs and all that. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're not high. Nobody's doing like they're this very This is just a networking branding thing with what but goes on this there is, this is just a way for like your most of the world leaders or you know corporate leaders to find the internship for their son in a foreign country <laughs> yeah. or something that's all it is about really i mean that's the what it boils down to but the real issue here was glenn beck changing form once again this time he appeared I mean, he appears as different, you know, mm-hmm. like all good demons, you know, they always appear, appear in different forms. They never just stick to one form. And he was appearing as a lumberjack, I believe, <laughs> who lives in a wild. He was wearing this red lumberjack type clothing. And this book is the most important book I have ever read. And then, oh, shit, I, I, I've written, I've written. I, I, it's not a ghostwriter for sure. I actually, I mean, I mean, the book is nonsense. So he might have as well wrote it but and then Tucker going "Mm, (laughs) oh my god oh really oh Glenn tell me more you've written a book you fountain of knowledge and this is the guy who used to like draw like these conspiracies goddamn like sort of uh, uh, things on a whiteboard when Obama was in power can't believe it these people so he just he wrote a book he wrote a bullshit book on a like marketing like branding like text and like book you know it was just like it's just nothing and i think on a leaflet by the global elite yeah that's what it is and i think yeah ryan grimm like i think ryan grimm really summed it up well he's like also when you take these different narratives and you kind of put it all together and you kind of called it a conspiracy smoothie you actually like absolve blame from like people so he's like yeah bill gates does have too much power and too much influence but when you tag this storyline to this storyline and the narrative and put it together and make it like this it actually makes it does them a bit of a service because it turns something real into into like a borderline kind of conspiracy when you add these like narratives in between the collective no, you the, might the be, yeah yeah you might 
Yeah, you muddy the water. And I think mm. that's why, for example, you never see Bill Gates uh, respond to any of his real criticisms. Mm-hmm. He only responds to all oh, the crazy people who are yeah. saying the craziest stuff about me because all my critics are crazy. Nobody can have an actual mm-hmm. critic. But about respond, I don't think it absolves anybody of responsibility, but I do think, yeah, it just muddies the water and stuff. But, well, it kind of hides them and it makes them you know, confusing you know in this whole narrative, you know? Because it's not I, I like think, direct. No, I think what he said, if I don't know if he said it or I heard it somewhere else, but it's wishful thinking. Mm. It's wishful thinking that there are these groups going here. I think it's somebody else. I think maybe on Chapo I heard it. That, you know, this idea that all these people are planning to control us. And it's, a still, it's wishful thinking that somebody's in charge. Nobody's in charge. Nobody's, everybody's planning, but nobody's, nobody's actually in charge and nobody's plan is going according to the plan. So, and everybody's you know, plan all... is literally short-term money-making and it's done right in yes. front of your eyes. Like, it's not hidden, yeah. you know? You don't need to like go listen at like this meeting in the World Economic Forum. No, it's very yeah, easy. Is... You look at people in Congress, who's lobbying, yeah, who, is... who's giving money. It's very straightforward. It's yeah, done this is right not in front Hamlet. of your eyes. Yeah, this is no Hamlet by Lawrence Olivia. Mm-hmm. This is Hamlet by a bunch of third graders yeah. whose parents have a spoiled. So, <laughs> you know, that's what it is. So that's why I don't even want to talk about the whole, you know, like that was was boring about. But Glenn yeah. Beck was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. I have one more point though about the rising because you sent me three videos and now I picked up on this new kind of format that they do. First of all, for some reason, Ryan Grimm and the other guy, the other co-host, the other host, they're in the studio recently, but Kim Iverson is somewhere else, right? So it's Mm used to here. And I feel like the dynamic is that like Kim Iverson starts going and she takes it like a bit too far. Then these two pull her back to like a more like reasonable ground. And then the other guy, because he's a bit of a libertarian, he adds another twist to it. So it doesn't become like too much just Ryan Grimm, like, you know, pulling her back. And then that like then they, they reach like this kind of middle ish ground. That was really Equilibrium. the theme. Yeah. And it's Balance funny because Kim is Iverson achieved. is not there. So it kind of makes it seem like it's these two versus Kim Iverson. I mean, I kind of got that sentiment I, from the videos. I yeah, I feel like I feel like some the Kim Iverson and Robbie Suave they have the generally more out of the box takes, yeah. and then Ryan Grimm comes in as the okay kids, let me just you know let's let's settle down, let's settle down now, <laughs> and then you know just brings it all together. But I haven't noticed the whole yeah you're 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 describing a very dialectic process. <laughs> I saw it as more dualistic, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah because i mean because with the great reset one she just took it too far and then they just brought her back like yeah global elites don't care about what's she was, good for she you or elites in the... general don't i don't know what's this word of global elites all elites are local elites and global elites i mean i don't know man some some elites are local <laughs> Is it only local some, some local yeah, they only operate locally, barely speak one language. <laughs> but, so, yeah. yeah. No, but I would say and, uh, she was describing their position first. So naturally she would come. I don't know. I, I, I thought they were just, you know, stating it. So, uh, yeah, no, she just added a layer of spice to it that wasn't needed, if you, ask, if you ask me. And then at the end, she was like, well, 
but you know i definitely still don't think it's a good idea if global elites out there are like deciding what they what should be what they should be doing and then they come and tell us little people what we should do i'm like yeah but i mean that's nobody yeah nobody <laughs> that's just normal that. politics I all could, over the world <laughs> yeah and interestingly global elites actually agree with her they mm-hmm. also agree that most of the other global elites <laughs> shouldn't be doing anything it's just should be me yeah but sadly you know it is what it is and they played this one video that was really weird that was from 2016 i couldn't find any reference of that in their little microsite and the what and the video talk about how you will own nothing oh, in the future so weird. and that yeah. was extremely weird so that i don't that even know so where funny. it comes from that I, man that's definitely i've seen so many of those corporate i used to work in a pretty management consultancy so many of these that's such a corporate like internal <laughs> video to make like you use such a high budget to make this video <laughs> that is like 10 seconds long and like yeah common interest collective come join the hive mind no more worries no more pain no more problem and then you show some investors and they are like oh (laughs) and they give you money so that's what i think i don't know but it was such a corporate made yeah so uh, that video was really weird and it it was really nothing great recent yeah you you own nothing there will be a collar around your neck that will notify you when you need to eat. It was like, oh, okay. No, that was messed up. But okay, um, let's move on to our last fun story for quick hitters. And then we'll do pick of the week, question of the week and progressive tweets, which is, so Sam, Elizabeth Holmes, right? The, as I like to call it, the oh, gift yeah, yeah. that keeps on giving. So first, yes, actually. <laughs> yeah. first, as early as March, Hulu is going to be releasing their series, right, called The Dropout. And in that one, they've gone with Amanda Seyfried as the main character. However, Saturday... Who's, so, who's the creator? Do you know? It's Hulu. No, no. Create the person writing or producing. Um, I think it's based oh, on ABC it. podcast. I think it's based on the ABC podcast as well. So the no, story, yeah. the dropout. So the storyline, but yeah, I don't know produce and stuff. But okay. um, Saturday Night Live star Kate McKinnon was originally supposed to take the leading role, but she dropped out um, of the production in February. So Amanda okay. Seyfried took over. So that's one. Then there's oh, another okay. one. Okay. Mm-hmm. which is that one uh where where is the article on this one oh no i have it in front of me could i have paused how did i close it but yeah so now there's the other um yeah should i read yeah go ahead jennifer lawrence is working on her impression of elizabeth holmes unique voice for her upcoming role as the Theranos founder, director, Adam McKay says. So are, she's doing it with Adam McKay, I think on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that one's yeah. going to be a movie, right? Uh, no, that's... Mm, I did, I, because it was on Netflix, I assume TV show, but let mm. me read. Team up for adaptation of the book, Bad Blood. Uh, I, for, I have... No idea. I hope it's a TV show, to be honest, because I just, the more McKay, the better. But that's my philosophy. Okay, now let me go back. Let me go to my question. I think Jennifer Lawrence 
is much better suited for this role because whenever I see Elizabeth Holmes' face, she just pisses me off so much, right? I just like she annoys me so much. Jesus, okay. but I've never seen Amanda Seyfried in any roles where she pissed me off. Whereas uh, Jennifer Lawrence, she pisses me off in a lot of roles. So I just find that she's a much better suit for that. I don't know. Amanda Seyfried, I found, was isn't a good match for that role. But anyway, well, I don't know much about movies. I must say, the Amanda Seyfried one definitely looks worse. I mean, I mean, it does have some great cast. Stephen Fry, William H. Macy, but then again, Naveen Andrews. It looks far worse, basically. But anyway, but the Adam McKay, yeah. I mean, I must admit, there are some actors and actresses that I don't, I realize it's my problem. I don't like, like for many years, for some reason, I, after watching Titanic, when I was very young, I, for many years, I really hated Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I think it's jealousy. I think it's jealousy, but I'm not sure. But I was just like, ah, he's, so, and I have this similar issue with sadly Jennifer Lawrence. I really don't enjoy her presence in anything. Oh. Well, this yeah. is good then. This but, is, she's perfect for this role because like Elizabeth Holmes, yeah, you know, she really, yeah, maybe. at least for me, She's like a but big I, turn I, off her personality and like character later. now that we know everything about her based on, you know. Yeah. I blame the, what were the film series she was in with the books? Oh, Jennifer Hunger Lawrence. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. I blame the, those because those were so, I don't know, it, it's, I need time to, <laughs> I, it took me a few years, but now I love Leonardo DiCaprio, so. Oh, yeah, that's good. But, Maybe and, one day. Did Jennifer Lawrence piss you off in uh, Don't Look Up? Even in that, her character was a bit annoying and it pissed me off. Her, he, I think her character was the closest to a normal person, <laughs> her and thing. But yeah, it wasn't. I've never been a fan of her. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, oh God, you know what pissed me off? Her, uh, she, in, I hate that movie. The one with Bradley Cooper. One of the movies I despise. The one they all have mental issues. Uh, Robert De Niro. Jesus. Uh, they, she won an Oscar for that, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, or Bradley Coo or somebody did, I think. It was very... David O. Russell, if I'm not mistaken, directed it. Uh, I remember Joy? everybody. I remember the lawyer. That, was it called Joy? Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was called or Robert I De Niro. Know. I don't know. I haven't seen it. No, see, no, no, not Joy. No, that's uh, uh, that's a. Oh, I haven't seen Joy. That seems <laughs> interesting. Silver Lining Playbook. Silver oh, Lining Playbook. Can you know the one Bradley Cooper danced with her or something? I really despise that. Type of, it's just the worst kind of movie to <laughs> me. It's like I really don't care about your personal issue anyway. But um, but anyways, yeah, so I'm not very tangent, excited sorry. for this Hulu show because i really find amanda Seyfried is not a good fit so i wonder what others think but maybe I, with her acting she'll pull it off and she'll bring that resentment out of me that means that she's doing a hell of a job because yeah, elizabeth she, holmes is such an annoying person i can't stand her like in the abc dropout ooh, podcast ooh. you know they play audio recordings of the bullshit that she would say during like meetings and stuff and she was just a sponge of like that uh, that corporate kind of lingo it's as if she like absorbed it all in one go, like early on her universe, early on in life. And then she could just parrot it. And it's just, yeah. 
it's like an unholy child of uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Exactly. <laughs> and if anybody's curious what's happening with Elizabeth Holmes, these two sentences should clear it up. So Elizabeth Holmes is slated to be sentenced on 26th of September. So in like nine months after being found guilty of defrauding Theranos investors. So California jury found Holmes 37 she guilty on, on four on 11 charges including three counts of fraud and one count of conspiring to defraud private investors in the blood testing startup. She remains free on a $500,000 bond while awaiting sentences, sentencing. So, yeah, I mean, she still faces 20 years, but they're going to see what's going to happen with her partner, I guess. And- I have a feeling she soon we're going to hear from her from Venezuela or <laughs> North Korea or no, somewhere yeah. with no extradition. No, nice and easy from the U.S., man. At most, I mean, now she's been sentenced. But it's up to the judge to, you know, uh, well, sorry, now yeah, she's been found true. guilty. But it's up to the judge to sentence her. So, you know, if she just cooperates on her former partner's case and everything, I think she can get off maybe a year or two in prison, you know, or just Doubt at it. home. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, probably house arrest or something. Yeah, exactly. But okay, that was um, that with Elizabeth Holmes. Shall we move on to our pick of the week and question of the week? Sure, let's do pick of the week. I mean, mine is, do you want to start with the good or the bad? Let's do bad. Okay, my bad one, I mean, I've spoken about her a lot during this episode. I was going to mention it even before, but then I thought I would save it here. And that's Kamala Harris. So anytime I just see like her in the interviews and stuff, are so bad and katie halper uh, played oh my that, gosh, she, did she a... played that clip where, where the interviewer oh, asked her yeah. asked her like you know apparently like six former presidents or like officials wrote a letter telling you know biden that his agenda is not going well and he oh, puts yeah, it yeah. to her and she completely loses it in the answer that she's giving and just she's so on the defensive and brianna made a fair point she was like they have given her like the worst things to deal with. But I mean, you know, she no, should be a bit more yeah. skilled at this. Yeah I, yeah, I think Brianna is right. What do you want her to say? It's not like she's more like it's not like she's really in charge of it. <laughs> it's like she's just a spokesperson. Really. Yeah. But, but so but at the same time, she's so terrible. And Katie yeah. Alfred did a great impression that, yeah, why do you like why do you keep just uh, I don't know, like, yeah, we should come together to come together. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I, I do feel for her though, because she's not, she's basically acting as a glorified spokesperson for all the bad policies yeah. and a punching bag because Biden is basically like half, uh, half, you know, beyond the valley. So, uh, you know, they have to bring in Kamala out more often because they might have to bring in Biden on and he might just start asking <laughs> questions about that. Is the, is the gramophone on? Is the gramophone <laughs> So she's basically a glorified spokesperson to be punched back. Yeah. So that is kind of her situation. I mean, I think she's definitely not doing herself any favors by being vice president in terms of like name recognition and all this, but... No, well, I mean, she should put up a more, like, I don't understand how she, she's losing to Pete Buttigieg's team, <laughs> like, in internal fights. Like, yeah. I I get some more 
like I would shift the blame or something. She's really, yeah. So that was my bad of the week or worst of the weeks. She's definitely not doing herself any favors. And what about what about good on your side? So my pick of the week, I was thinking that first the gray zone one with Pepe Escobar was great, but we already talked about that. So I thought talking of Katie Alper, her episode with uh, Trevor and Brianna and who else was there? Somebody else was there. Uh, Leslie? Yeah, I think oh. so. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good guy. Uh, well, yeah, anyway, it was the yeah one of the best episodes mm-hmm. ever. I really highly recommend it. It was so funny and informative and like real discussions about the left. And, uh, you know, Trevor made a couple of really good points about the liberals I talked about earlier. And he had the coolest flask, man. Did you see that? <laughs> no. It was this, it was, it was <laughs> same size as me, basically, the flask. And it was like, it was this thick, this big. And then Trevor would just like Katie would start talking and Trevor would just pick it up and would drink and drink <laughs> and drink and drink. And Katie's just talking like five minutes, 10 minutes past, he's still drinking. And I don't know how, how his bladder must be made out of steel or something. But it was great. It was definitely, pro- I enjoyed watching that the most, I think, this week. Yeah, no, that was really good stuff. And they talked about fun people. So Kirsten Cinema pointing yeah, out awesome. how she changed and you know <laughs> how she used to look about 20 years ago and the transformation she underwent and of course kamala harris yeah. she's always fun too oh sorry yeah no katie Alper made fun of christian cinemas talking not kamala harris's mm. sorry i mixed up things there yeah yeah i think so too much content <laughs> but okay good stuff let's keep on going let's do a question of the week quickly so this and this week's question is What's our most progressive position, point of view? I can go first if you want. I don't know if you yes, have one. Please. I think maybe one of the most progressive views that I could have is that everybody is a victim to a certain degree. So oh, let on, me give an example. Wishy-washy. So let me give an example. Like even the people who like, let's say, join the U.S. Army or join a gang or join whatever, and they go and commit horrible things against other people they are still a victim to a certain extent to whatever ideology environment brain issue whatever brought them on in life to think that that is the right thing to do or that is a good idea and to do that which yeah so so you basically are discounting human agency right no i mean there is human agency to it but i mean whatever brought them to take that decision themselves you know there is some you know why would you reach such a conclusion in your life so based on that i would say that i think everybody to a certain extent is a victim of of course maybe their own agency well no but then if you you have agency then you're not a victim then are you you're active you're not well i mean what made you passive yeah, but what made you take that kind of, you know, decision? So you again, you're not you're you're giving the classical argument against human agency. I'm not disagreeing with yeah. you. I'm just saying that is what. Yeah, maybe you're I going didn't for. think about it in that way. And yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever brought I, you to make that choice in life and everything, you know, whatever all the I, things I, that led to you reaching that um that kind of point. I mean, yeah, I think it depends on your expectations of humans 
overall. But I, I, have, I think I've said this before. I kind of agree with you, but in reverse. I think mm. we, everybody's a criminal. <laughs> Whenever given the chance, everybody uh, seems to working class, uh, rich, uh, educated, uneducated. All of us, humanity is largely a disappointment to me. But that's maybe because our expectations were set so high by literature and arts mm. and all that and idealism. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I think you're, but, but, yeah, it's, I, I think I am very sympathetic. I, I generally, I think, yeah, most people don't really make choices. We are, are, we are forced by our environment and stuff to make choice. At least I don't want to give one answer for all, but for mm-hmm. most people, I think it's very rare that someone can overcome their circumstance to make original choices, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, I kind of <laughs> yeah. got this idea really from like the US military thing, like thinking years ago, thinking that, you know, oh, the person yeah, who joins the US military and, you know, think that they're, they're going the right to thing. do doing and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, they have agency, although I've never really thought of the agency stuff too much. You kind of put it out there to make that decision. But then also, yeah, why would they have made that decision? What made them think that it's a good idea? <laughs> Yeah, again, the culture, <laughs> yeah. television, yeah. Uh, not having, uh, you know, security of a healthcare, let's yeah, say, anything. education in some cases. But I thought we were talking very specifically policy. So I, um, my pro- most progressive thing was like, I'm university should definitely be free because okay. that's like universities is still mostly not free in a lot of. Mm-hmm. There are free universities, but you know, it's usually like a lot of countries is loans or grants or that everything but universities should be free hospitals should be free which is pretty the standard uh free home free housing okay and and free uh, uh oh is that progressive i don't know i think everybody should have access to a certain amount of land and should be held responsible for uh, cultivating that land uh so like okay, very small amount, so nobody ever dies of hunger or you know like i remember reading napoleon i don't know if this is true but i remember reading when i was a young kid that napoleon uh made it compulsory during a period for people to keep rabbits mm. because rabbits reproduce a lot and then nobody would because that way there would be no chance of a, a hunger uh, like a famine yeah. and all that so I think something like that would be definitely, or making every home like energy efficient by itself and all that, that type of thing. That type of thing is the I most see. like important. So, I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to live in Europe though. If Going back to our potatoes and cheese theme. <laughs> that's, so that means you just want me to do rabbits. <laughs> potatoes, rabbits and cheese. No, like okay. Oh, can no, I get my land in Costa Rica, though? <laughs> Costa Rica is actually not tropical areas. Are not very good. You wanna be on no, the? No, they are. It's are called they not? the wheat on the grain. No, it's best place. Italy, Iran, California. No, they're really good too. But I think Costa Rica and stuff. Yeah. They're known for having oh, all really? kinds of fruits know. and vegetables and all that. But yeah, I mean, oh. Italy is a good place in Europe, or if not Greece, probably, but Iran is I'm good. not a fan of tropical fruits. Brazil. I hate mango. Oh, really? You hate mango? Uh, and yeah, I'm not a big fan of banana either, to be honest. Oh, really? I, I, I can handle it, but I'm not a big fan. <laughs> so you should move to Canada. <laughs> they have apples in different colors, 
and maple syrup it. if you want. <laughs> I love that. That's great. The variety of apples to me is like, oh, this too spicy, too spicy. This red apple is too spicy. I think they also grow carrots in Canada. Yeah, that's good. No, oh, I mean, California you, is no, the whole, California is also yeah, great. California oh, Mexico, of awesome. course. That's true. Mexico, Mexico supplies yeah. all of North America. Yeah, yeah, I take back my. Yeah. No, but I would say I'm I'm I don't like a spicy food or variety in my foods or stuff. But I'm mm. a big I'm big on fruits, man. I like all kinds of citruses. I have access to. I have dealers. <laughs> you know, blood. They bring me blood orange from Italy sometimes. I have dealers. Oh, that's uh, sweet really good. Lemons and all that. Yeah, citrus is citrus fruits are the best, man. They're the like. Ah. Yeah. They're my love, love of my life. But okay, going back to your most progressive thing, I, everybody should have a piece of land. I think that was, I think you started off like at the center and moved your way left. <laughs> <laughs> Move. I don't know. It's, <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it's a weird one. It's not necessarily even a left because left maybe doesn't believe in property. I, I just think somebody, you should have access to certain amount of nature. Yeah. should be guaranteed access to a certain amount of nature. Yeah, I think that's a hard one to implement, but... You have to reduce should... certain things. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm not getting into it. <laughs> you, I'll but, give you yeah, your yeah. land on like the tip of the mountain in Norway or something. You can go live there by yourself. Tip of the mountain where nothing cultivates. Yeah. <laughs> Send your shipment of apples every now and then. You can go fishing. Fish. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean salmon, I like. <laughs> anyway, uh, but to wrap up, I thought maybe we can wrap up because t- I mean we didn't go too much into it. We did, but our theme for this episode was basically in uh, impotence, right? The, like nobody, what's going on? Is this working? <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> so that's where we are now, it seems, and all that. And I was just watching a lot of weird content uh, online uh, on and these left people on the left and people on the center debating each other. And it's kind of with wash and stuff. I kind of feel the same. Man, there are all these people, they wear like, wife beaters or you know like Hassan Piker is a bit like that they work out and they wear these tight t-shirts and they're like bro man bro bro communism bro and they debate all these come at me bro bro you know when Lenin said that you know we need to collectivize the farms in the southern Moscow he was bro what you're saying is that immigrant and I don't know what the, is this. Um, I feel I feel like there is a massive amount of overcompensation is going on <laughs> for the fact that the left doesn't have power. So people are going to the gyms, going, <laughs> rrr, rrr. and then like, do you need to wear like be half naked while arguing about the political economy of the early Soviet per- period? Like, is that? Necessary? Do I need to see all your chest hairs while you're? Well, you gotta send me that video, so I put the clip over. (laughs) No, come on. I don't don't want to get too personal. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'll send you. But I mean, this is a good thing, no? The left is expanding, getting some gym bros in the left as well. Maybe, yeah, you're right. You're seeing the positive. As always, you see them, you see the positive side, I see the dark side. You see them as victims, I see them as criminals. <laughs> it's just, just so weird the need to be so 
into oh man uh, uh, you know i mean come i just, but i really have like, to see these i haven't seen these i'm really curious oh i'll no, I mean, I've yeah, seen Hassan Piker, so I can imagine Hassan Piker, but... Hassan Piker is my, more mild, but yeah. he has that thing. Like, in interviews, they're all... <laughs> <laughs> like, and there's a rosary. I think they have a rosary. I don't know what it is. And then a tattoo. And I don't know, but it does... It, again, I'm not judging anyone. Look at me. I, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of things to judge here. But it's still, like, it's just so weird. I just... It's like going to a lecture hall and then one of the like, you know, one of these people shows up like, <laughs> what's up guys, you know, you know, Mark said, you know, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah, I think if we had our own, if we were the socialists running the world, that would like put some kind of dress code more or less in place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't go as far as making Thai compulsory or anything, but just you know, casual, <laughs> not naked. But I'm really curious to see this. You really have to send the video so everybody also sees oh, who you're talking okay. about. All right. All right. I mean, we are still only got about uh, five or six subscribers. So <laughs> it's, I'm safe. I'm safe. Oh, good. Okay. Should we wrap up with some very quick tweets? Sure. as always we really don't have many this time or may, many that are too interesting so we'll kind of go through them quickly all right folks so oh. i'll start off with a matt Taby one and we've discussed joe rogan here a lot so he says there are no shortcuts in media you can't force trust if audiences listen to people like joe rogan much more than mainstream sources and yeah i mean in a way joe rogan has become mainstream just among younger people because he hits such a big audience critiques should first ask why that might be and realize trying censor control his show would only compound their own trust problem couldn't disagree too much there with matt no 100 percent true and as he's saying there are no shortcuts so uh, we are definitely you know doing great <laughs> we're really taking our <laughs> I'm sweet just time using his <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, caviar, you can be the tortoise or the rabbit, <laughs> all right? Or a tortoise with some sort of a, like, you know, movement problem, which we are. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> but no, I, I know he's definitely right. You know, trust is, you know, audience and trust is established. Although, I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't, like, who cares who people trust anyway? Just, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's you know, another point. But just uh, while I read the next tweet, just move your microphone a bit. I think or like it just got like misplaced oh, yeah. a bit. Yeah. So and the uh, next the one that goes with it. Oh, perfect. Now that sounds good. For all those who think it's possible to prohibit medical misinformation, who is going to be in charge of the prohibition? The most dangerous is misinformation is official misinformation. Official misinformation. And the only defense against official misinformation is a completely free press. Yeah, well, free the, press. Like, yeah. And you know. couldn't say it. I don't think anybody could say it, say it in such a short paragraph better. That's it. Yeah. Just like everything, like a speech or a speaking should be free because otherwise, as soon as you make one, one, one body official, everybody then it's yeah. abuse. And you don't even need to make 
and even if you want to prohibit um, free speech, you don't need to make a body that checks it. Because like I was talking about before, in the US, they've really hacked the system. So they give everybody Sick. free speech, but really only some voices reach the mainstream level and reach a lot of people. So you don't That's, even need to. You I know? don't agree. I think everywhere it's the same. Yeah, everywhere. So, yeah, yeah, people no. are so tough on America. Forever. Yeah. It's always been like that. And it will always be like that because... It's, I mean, politics no, I mean, the, the, at, a, at a grand scale will always be dominated by a few. Yeah. And no, because in the US, you know, there's free speech in that sense. That's why. But yeah, you know, the Green Party is allowed to say whatever they want. They just make sure that nobody hears <laughs> whatever no, it is yeah. that they're saying. I don't think anybody makes sure. It's just that you always have that in countries where they have public funding of, uh, you know, and there is far more tougher laws on, you know, like money and media and all that it's still the same mm -hmm. so i think it's always going to be two three forces dominating and because at the net people most people cannot you know pay attention to details you know about politics so uh, yeah. especially when you don't I mean, tell them in an easy way especially when you make it complicated yeah. by hiding it like some like, authors yes like some <laughs> authors were exactly the way they write you know it's confusing but also about you know putting out straight up lies and making things, you know, sure. confusing. But that's what they would do. I mean, that's always going to happen. So, yeah. Then next we have Glenn and, you know, this Gallup poll, of course, all these polls have a that? lot of, have a lot of, you know, uh, limitations and all this, but using the same one, just showing how his, um, how his uh, pretty much popularity has gone, has gone cool. down. So in politics, as of today, do you consider yourself, uh, uh, as of today, do you lean more to the Republican and all this? So just showing that during the, wow, since the Biden administration time, so people who were Democrat or leaning Democrat has gone down around seven points, whereas those who were Republican and leaning Republican gone up um, seven points. Mm, I didn't, I hadn't seen that poll and all that, but yeah seems awful although i would say again i just i don't care about polling first of all you mostly and secondly i think it's, a, it's still too early to like for yeah you know, things could but, change but he does but he does show how well he's been uh, has how well received his yeah uh first year has been first year or two years it's been now. one year two now years. i think no i mean he, he took office in january you always start in january oh, thank god i thought i missed another year there <laughs> And this this next one, ask a capitalist why they hate socialism and they'll describe capitalism. So Molly had tweeted, feeling pretty Soviet at my local grocery store and the grocery store is empty. This is one of the things that would piss me off so much, like in university bachelor classes, like, you know, people who are anti-communist and stuff. They would talk about, you know, in Cuba, you go and there are these stores that are, you know, like empty and oh, there are yeah, no products and nobody there. can buy and be like, yeah, and there's a shitload of capitalist countries where <laughs> you can also go. Either nobody can buy what it is to buy, or uh, there are also limitations of all sorts. It's just one of those, like, you know, caricatures I would of say the communism. To, to be fair to Molly, she did at least, at least, I know I hate what you're saying too, but at least she did put Soviet. She yeah. didn't put a communist, you know? Yeah. Soviet, you could say, oh, Soviet was not a real communist yeah. country. It was uh, like yeah. a Stalinist or whatever. So, you know, 
but yeah yeah I, I, it's just such a it's such a straw manning and again yeah it's just it's, yeah. yeah but i mean it's a big Idiot. pet peeve of mine really i mean when is she, dude, this lady is she related to hemingway <laughs> i doubt it oh yeah i thought um, did hemingway have children <laughs> i don't think so he killed himself before but mz hemingway so that's why i thought maybe and I think, like I've told you before, a big pet peeve of mine is when you compare Cuba, because I've heard this argument of Cuba a lot. And you take this to America, to America, <laughs> or to I never heard them compare to, Cuba to another <laughs> uh, country their size, you know, like they're in no. their same, like, you know, ballpark. Yeah, no. <laughs> let's compare, let's compare uh, like Japan to Asia. It's just like, what? <laughs> it's like a small island where. Half of it is like occupied by American forces. <laughs> Seriously, um, this next one, yeah, typical MLK stuff. This is this what? one's beautiful uh, by Anthony V. Clark. I don't know who he is, but he's like, no matter what quotes are used today, never forget that seventy-five percent of Americans disapproved oh. of MLK as he spoke out against the Vietnam War nice. and economic That's disparity right before his assassination, which is so true. But now you know, mainstream media loves to talk about having a dream He's been adopted yeah. Well, yeah republicans yeah. yeah even republicans are like no he was with us <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <What>? God knows, yeah. <laughs> that's how you see history gets distorted imagine in 50 years where like anybody who had actually known him and not like lived through that time is already dead so everybody knows it through you know second hand and all this i mean what they'll say about him will just be yeah it's uh, people simplify and idolize by the way i think like there is a huge amount of idolization mm. of mlk as well so yeah people as like one group either villainizes or yeah. you know idolizes or you know it's just again most people can't handle details so Details of stuff that they're not in. I mean, it's not their priority, and it's yes, understandable. Yeah, exactly, I mean, exactly, exactly. Because each yeah, each individual has a different priority. Yeah. So somebody is like, yeah, detailed knowledge about uh, arts and or their work or whatever somebody. it is. I don't know the kids' yeah, schedule, exactly. <laughs> the cars. Exactly. But I mean, three. They have five children, and about yeah. their education, and about their food, and about their life, and all that. Yeah. So yeah. And then on top of that, and confusing. Politics that is made on purpose, confusing and stuff, because it doesn't need to be that that confusing. It can be much more simple. But of course, when you're trying yeah, to yours try to to win, it's like finance. You create it's kind of like gate mm-hmm. create gatekeeping situation. You know, you create this language. Yeah. That's why for many for like that's why for many years uh, legal language in Europe was Latin, mm. and uh, <laughs> legal language in uh, Islamic world or in actually from India to Midi- to Ottomans, the legal language was Arabic, while mm. the spoken language was mostly Persian or Turkish, because uh, you create, it, it becomes inaccessible to mm-hmm. a massive amounts of people. It becomes hereditary, uh, you know, to an extent. It becomes very, interesting. Uh, very you know, yeah. I mean, that's one theory of it, yeah, yeah. generalizing history and all that. But that's it. Create. It's like what in the Big Short by Adam McKay uh, they talk about it. That you know, uh, finance they create a specific confusing words, mm-hmm. so most people don't really understand what's happening. Like mm-hmm. you know, prime, like prime mortgage, reverse blah. You know, yeah. Whatever. No, no, that's true. That's very, very nice point. Okay, the next tweet 
is a simple one. And I think one that Jackson is, that? is a bit wrong here. He's like, how is it that the lesser of two evils candidate has become, okay, fine. Oh, he said one. So never mind. I take the back. Has become one of the worst presidents in American history. I mean, I still don't think Biden, I mean, I don't know. Is he one of the worst? I mean, he's not I doing much, know, no. but previous ones. He ended he, Afghanistan. He ended That's Afghanistan crazy. and he didn't start any wars. Actually, he hasn't passed anything like NAFTA or done things that Bill Clinton did and Reagan and so Yeah. <laughs> no, but <laughs> if I he was 20 years he, younger. <laughs> like materially speaking, Felix Bilderman, I don't, I forget his family name properly. On Chapo Trap has made this point when Afghanistan happened. In materially speaking, in at least in our lifetime, since Ray, since he's the best, actually, he's done the most positive things, actually. Which are, wanna, which are on like the margins, in, which are on the margins. Which is, and yeah, it's nowhere nothing, near enough. Com- okay, yeah, but compare him to George Bush, the father, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Obama, George Bush uh, Trump. Jr. Let's not forget about him. Oh, George Bush Jr. I, I, which sorry, you know, I, I should have, yeah, I should have probably messed Cheney, things up as yeah. much as, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So, and Reagan himself, oh, yeah. I mean, so, Trump probably yeah. comes right after him because <laughs> him yeah, too, with his incompetence, he didn't, he didn't do, he didn't he didn't do much. War, yeah. yeah. He just yeah, fired a he lot did. of people in the White House. Yeah, oh, he exited That's... the Paris Accord. Now that the U.S. is back in the Paris Climate Accord, no, but, someone but show still... me the actual differences but, on but the actually, ground. But actually, I think we just made a case for the fact that we are on a positive trend. <laughs> with, you know, with Trump, no new war started. With Biden, a war <laughs> ended. So maybe we are actually on a positive trend. Maybe everything is going to get better. Maybe next president will actually like pull out of Germany and Japan. And stuff. <laughs> we'll see on this front, although I doubt it. And then finally, Sam, Tim Pool, man, I've been... I've been following him on Twitter just for fun. I mean, he looks oh like God. it's a parody of himself, but no, this is really no, an account. It. He tweeted, Man, someone I, t- I know who is triple vax just got COVID. What the fuck is the point of vaccine? <laughs> I mean, even the most skeptical person of the vaccine knows that that's too easy of an argument that will get dismantled Man. and people don't make that argument anymore. I mean, criticize the vaccine as much as you want. The strategy needs to be some some of the promises that were made initially are not holding up and all this. Yeah. But I mean, come on. I, it's as if, honestly, you would think it's a parody, but no, it's him. It's his real account. I mean, are you sure about it? Yeah. It's been his real account because I'm going to go. I mean, come on, man. I told you, he he he's, he looks like South. He looks Even like his a South picture, you're right. He, yeah, exactly. Look at the hat he wears. Why does he do- you look like a penis. You look like a penis. Like, why do you do this? And he does it like purposefully and I like openly. Like, yeah. you know, he's not. I, so, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, I am somewhat. This is really stupid. Yeah. Like, um, somewhat. What the, I mean, you like, does he think that when you get vaccinated for the flu, it means you're like, uh, like completely flu proof yeah. forever? And sure, at Jesus. first there were some, at first, yes, there were some, I guess maybe there were ill-founded promises that, you know, it will prevent transmission. But now people have moved on from that. And that is that is true. You know, if you For- talked about transmission stuff, then sure. But 
people you know that's become more and more i love Paula, i understanding love that it doesn't i love the profile picture yeah the, i mean seriously is he making fun is he a parody you think is this whole thing <laughs> maybe it's a parody man now that's why i asked you are you sure because it says mm-hmm. at team cast as well not at team pool so i don't know i hope you haven't let no but look he's there. verified i mean no it's not possible oh it's got the yeah, yeah. Thing but look at in his next tweet he kind it's of unbelievable <laughs> Oh, he kind of redeems himself. I've never once said Trump won the 2020 election. I have repeatedly said, even to Steve Bannon himself, that Trump lost and there was no widespread fraud. There are overt false statements of facts seeking to cause monetary damage to my business. I love how he went for business there. There he reverted back to his dumbass. He should have said monetary damage to my image, but he don't admit that you're just one big business. <laughs> you're a political commentator, but appreciate the yeah, honesty no. i mean look nobody's suing you so chill mm-hmm. out about the fun like you know he's overt seeking to cause damage to my business it's not like they're suing you and coming my after family you. and kids you know, and- yeah yeah they're <laughs> writing letters to your boss although what they're doing is assholeish anyway like i hate people who run to the teacher teacher mm-hmm. teacher don't why are you advertising oh fuck off. but I, I must say this part that's so funny I repeatedly said it, even yeah. to Steve Bannon. The dark, yeah, I faced up the dark lord. It's like some fat, like 70 years old who can barely go up the stairs. Who was kicked you know, out oh of the adventure. He's like out of the picture yeah, too. Yeah, like he within made it, two days. Yeah, he made it seem like, you know, he said it to Trump himself. Like, you know. Even Trump. Like a yeah. bunch of overweight losers who couldn't move. Like you can say anything you want to them and they can't even like get up. Anyways. Yeah, that was funny. This bunch of tweet was actually more fun than I thought. And finally, actually going to yeah. end with Aaron Mathis. So Aaron Mathis' oh, okay. dad and Aaron Mathis' brother have been releasing a book together called The Myth of Normal oh. is Dr. Gabor, uh, Mathis' magnum Gabor. opus excited for the world to receive it and yeah thrilled to announce that my next book co-written with my son will be released this september in the u.s uk and canada the myth of normal trauma illness and healing in a toxic culture so his dad i believe i'm speaking of the right person way even before i kind of knew 100 who iron mate was his dad came on um democracy now And so I believe his dad like has a bit of like unorthodox approaches to like healing and like diseases or like an understanding one. And I think oh, maybe he was involved. I think he, he's, I think he's like, involved in like the heroin, um, heroin like centers in substance uh, in dependency, ADHD yeah. and psychology. Yeah, and I, be- I believe he's a bit of a you know unorthodox one, if I'm not mistaken, but like but very widely known she- and respected and everything, of course. I think he's a psychiatrist because it says he's a physician, but he mm. also works in developmental psychology. Yeah, and I think I don't know why, but I feel like he's involved. Like in Vancouver, Canada, they have those heroin centers for heroin addicts where they come and you know they can inject yeah, themselves they there give safely and everything. I believe he was even involved in that, but yeah. He was talking like very interesting stuff. I remember like he was talking about like this is when he came on Democracy Now! And he was giving like a personal example about this like problem he had with his leg. And, you know, so he couldn't walk properly. But then he went to visit his mom in the hospital 
And as soon as he opened the door to like walk into the hospital room, like his limp went away completely and being like, you know, saying like, you know, subconsciously, you know, my body knew that, you know, if I limping this way in front of my mom, who was very sick and all this, it would be a, you know, it would be like bad for her. Like she couldn't stand seeing this. But yeah, I mean, I, at that immediately at that okay. time, I didn't even realize and I just subconsciously started walking properly now and my limp had gone away for a bit. So I must say, this is not sound, this <laughs> does not sound to me, as I mentioned before, a spirituality and subconscious are not my favorite thing. But so. I might have completely messed it up. I just want to say, he, yeah, yeah, like I, I, field, yeah, yeah. He's in that field, I'm but he saying, has like an open mind to like, you know, unorthodox approaches, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, yeah maybe I, never, I should have started, should have stopped talking about five minutes ago. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have no takes. I mean, I, yeah, I need to take a look at. Yeah. Work, no. No. This was just seems interesting. Say congrats and promote that. That's about it. But yeah. okay, Sam. I think we've reached the end of this podcast. People, please leave your comments, questions, and, and criticisms finally, down below. And finally, after a year or so, it is actually a podcast, and now we have the Substack for people who want i really wanted mm. to do that because i, I personally prefer listening to a lot of uh, things that are on youtube sometimes and because i feel like it's unfair to force a lot of people to mm. you know suffer through this do I. but okay good i think sorry next episode we could probably uh, promote it even in the beginning of the show and like i like the audio angle especially I mean, for now, that'll be our main, the main advantage of going there is that we'll have the audio videos, right? Audio yeah, it's been, yeah. of the whole podcast. I, yeah, if anyone doesn't, like, if you don't want to watch these and suffer through these mm-hmm. faces, and if you want to, like, put it in your pocket, like me sometimes, and you know what I mean? Like, I, that's, I felt like I'm doing a disservice to our <laughs> community, because I, I hate it, because sometimes with YouTube, you put it in your pocket, and you know it's well, just it gets moved or something i don't have that issue anymore now but oh i forgot you are fully bourgeois <laughs> no, I, I got 50 percent <laughs> off okay i got a working class discount before i signed up okay what are you <laughs> okay uh, yeah, all right good stuff how... so <laughs> thank you for yeah. watching please like and subscribe and we'll see you in our next video thank you